One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Inga is back. IVL is back. We've just been talking surnames, listeners, because we both have surnames that are quite difficult, don't we? Yes. I just asked you to pronounce your surname because I can't pronounce it still. But you do me the honour of actually trying to pronounce my surname, which is which is lovely of you. But I always balls it up. You do it quite well. You do better than most people. <laughs> I don't care anymore. It's been 25 years of that. Van Lotteringen. Yes, no, very good. I think I put an extra N in there anyway. You're back on the podcast, which is a delight because you were so popular when you came on the show before. And we had the whole story of your incredible career in beauty, along with the insanely captivating, like edge of the seat, edge of your seat extravaganza of your life on tour with Prince. I missed so many aspects, I thought, afterwards. But, you know, maybe one day there will be a book, maybe. Do you know what was really funny about it is that so many people got in touch with me afterwards and said, I was so glad Inga told the full story, although now we know it's not, because I've heard snippets of it over the years. And now to have heard the complete thing. Listeners, if you're not sure what we're talking about, I will put the link to Inga's original performance in the pod, a performance <laughs> appearance yeah. in the show notes where you can listen to her basically as a teen before Tinterweb went round following uh, Prince and had an encounter that is worth listening to. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> but you're back this time to share with me your feel-good habits and I'm really excited about these because you are you're <laughs> you've got such a dry sense of humor that I can't help but feel like these will be like so ridiculously practical I'm like um, oh get over yourself <laughs> I try I tried not to be actually I was, I was listening to your because you're so good at being empathetic um and I'm actually a nice person but I can be a bit a bit direct and um i was uh, your podcast on how to how to learn to love exercise you did such a good job at actually kind of capturing how to do it but with empathy because i would um i have a tendency to say to people just shut up and move (laughs) (laughs) but that's not fair because i can remember about 35 years ago how i hated exercise so i need i need to I need to be more empathetic. I try to be more empathetic in your in your honor, Emma. Oh, bless you. That's very yeah. kind of you. Right. So, <laughs> too hardcore. Okay. So, where are we going? Where are we starting with your feel good well, habits, my friend? Start with exercise, and I know that's that's very boring because um, you know we hear we hear a little bit, maybe too much of it, and it's very um, oh god, that one again, right? 
but I'm still trying to say, because I'm quite evangelical about it, as you, as you know, <laughs> and it's not because, you know, it, it is because I tried to think about this and it's, I honestly think my life would be so much harder without exercise. And it's not like I, I've had a hard life. I've had a charmed life, to be honest with you. But if I didn't have that tool, and for me, it's such a practical tool, such a, a, a kind of an all encompassing tool that works for everything, that if I didn't have it and I couldn't use it to manage my my mind more than anything else, then I think, you know, the hard times in life would be much harder. And I, I truly believe that. And and it's it's for me, so I exercise, I exercise quite a lot. I kind of kind of embraced it when I was about 20, um, after doing nothing for five years, because as a child I had to play hockey. I hated hockey with a vengeance. <laughs> but I didn't dare, not that I didn't dare tell my dad. My dad thought I, I was really enjoying it because he loved hockey and all the kids in, in the village played hockey because that's what we did. And I did, didn't it didn't cross my mind to say, dad, I hate this. You know, I dread it every Saturday and, and Wednesday because I sucked at it. I was so bad. I'm, I'm really bad with balls and I'm really bad. <laughs> I cannot do anything with a ball <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm really bad with group sports. I can't stand group sports because not because I'm a bad team player. Maybe I am, but you know, they put children into team team sports because it's good for them. I get it. But I can't work with that attitude of punch the air. Yeah, we're going to win. Yeah. Woo. That really, <laughs> I cannot stand it. And I can't stand it in life either. And of course, I wasn't thinking about that when I was eight. But um, it really went against my grain and I hated it. And then in school, we had to play um, softball and volleyball. Volleyball. <laughs> Jesus, just balls, just balls. We never, we never got the option. So like in Greece, um, you know how John Travolta tries to play baseball, I think it is, and mm -hmm. he's really bad at it, and his trainer then tells him to go running track, you know. Like, that's the way to do it. You need to give the children options, mm -hmm. but I was never given an option. <laughs> and so between the ages, I finally begged my dad to take me off um, off hockey when I was 15, and I did nothing until the age of 20 um, because I thought I hated sports. And then I realized that I finally went to, I went to a gym, sorry, you know, it, it, honestly, I don't, I don't, you know, say gyms, gyms are it or anything, but the gym worked for me because it was a, a quiet fight with myself. You know, I'm good by myself, you know, <laughs> a quiet fight with myself, get in my way. I will just, you know, I will, I will try and get better by myself. And that's actually me all over as I kind of learned later, but it was the, the kind of exercise that, that suited me, you know, not group things. I did love step classes actually, but I was on my own step, even though I was in a group. So nobody interfered with me. I'm doing this. Um, so I love that. And I started running at that point and that suits me as well. So, so those are just the things that suit me, but I always say there is a kind of, a way of moving for everybody so you, you do need to move because not only does it make you physically strong and if you're stronger you feel more in control of your your body and your mind I think you know feeling strong is a very good feeling it's very empowering um but also the mind thing is so important to me because I you know I notice it now the past year you know we've all had a wonderful time haven't we um but <laughs> 
it's been okay, but it's it's quite hard to keep your pecker up, right? If you're kind of, oh God, what's in the future? What's going to happen? I don't deal well with insecurity at all. So if I'm if I'm depressed or if I, I call it down because I've never been depressed. I've, I've, I don't have any, again, I'm lucky. I don't have any mental issues. I don't have a, a bad body image. I don't have a bad relationship with food. I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky, but... I suffer from mood swings and I feel my mind kind of going up and down during the day and, and life like everybody else. So lately, you know, in the past few, in the past year, it's, you know, I wake up and I feel quite down because I'm very worried about everything all the time. <laughs> I tend to worry because I don't sleep very well. So whatever. So the mornings are hard and that's when I feel most down, but I know I have a tool. I can be in my in my gutter for you know I've, I've got a ditch. Um, you have to explain that you have a ditch in your garden. Um, so yeah, I used to go to the gym long periods, you know, on Saturdays and Sundays. Can't do that this year, and I couldn't run because I didn't. I did my Achilles in. I couldn't run for the first six months of of lockdown. And plus, I didn't want to go huffing and sweating all over those poor people. You know, there was a point where you really you shouldn't shouldn't be doing that so uh so i, I got into my day we have we just have a weirdly shaped garden there's a ditch in front of our front door and and the, the upstairs neighbors can't see me there so <laughs> i don't want an audience you know i want to work out by myself very self-sufficient um so i developed this little routine um of squatting and whatever um my bum lifted by about two centimeters <laughs> so it works uh, so that was good uh but I just get in my ditch in all weathers and do my routine and that drains when when you're down it can lift you you know exercise does lift you it it it's a few hours and then you know life returns back to normal but it always always lifts you out of a fog and that's absolutely true you know of course you have to get to a point where you can stand it and it's not too painful and too tough but anybody can do that with a bit of training so exercise absolutely lifts bad moods exercise drains anxiety um and again as a quite an uptight person and i learned something yesterday we'll talk about that later i actually have cortisol levels through the frigging roof as i've just learned medically did you do a spit Uh, test yeah Mm. yeah and it it doesn't look good and i didn't really i think of myself as quite a together person and so all my smugness has gone out of the window because my cortisol is that um so i need to yeah so um but in terms of instant feelings if if i you know if that cortisol rises and you can feel it right you can feel it you know and start tapping my chest straight away but you can you can sense it i can drain that you know half an hour of running i can feel that shit draining from my body and i i love that i can do that you know i love that i have a tool to drain my cortisol and then you know i'm not saying it's saving me clearly i have to do a hell of a lot more but but it helps you know it allows me to breathe you know and if i don't have energy then exercise will give you energy i mean most people who don't exercise don't believe that but exercise doesn't make you tired it gives you energy um and so yeah sorry to be (laughs) sorry to be evangelical but i love it um i also wrote a piece a year a year ago you know about how it helped me when my dad died because I've always run, you know, through the years that he was ailing, he died of um, Parkinson's. So it was a long process and I was already running. I ran through the forest when I came and saw him. I ran through the forest when he was dying. I ran in the forest the day after he died. Um, 
And not only did it help my grief a lot just by those physical effects, but because when you run, your senses are really heightened. So you breathe the oxygen more, you see the greenery more. And it really gave me a sense of perspective because being in the forest is, is nice enough anyway, because you, you know, you, you can, this is just life, isn't it? The forest just goes through emotions. You know, there's nothing you can do. You have to let it go. You have to work with it. But But breathing and running and seeing that, it really filled me with that sense of, Oh, we're both, but Dan and I, we're both just dust, aren't we? In 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 a big universe, and there's nothing I can do, and I can work with this. And it was it was such a it was such a help, you know. And and again, it, it didn't surprise me. It had it has always helped me, you know, to just be out there. But um, that really brought it uh, brought it home for me. So yeah, it is important. <laughs> it is it is my main feel good thing. Aww. Thank yeah. you for sharing that, Inga, because I know that's really personal and also. Um, it's really beautiful and I think you said something a minute ago that kind of uh, punched me in the gut a little bit where you said it's a quiet fight with myself mm-hmm. and I think if one lives in one's own head yeah then it can be actually that you can be tough on yourself mentally but you can also be tough on yourself physically yes. and um, actually like you say there are benefits to being quite tough on yourself sometimes because with your physical exertions and your physical efforts you can actually compound your mental strength yeah it's about strength and it teaches me about strength all the time and that and that's why i enjoy you always get something out of it you always come out of it better than you were before um and it's very simple you know and you don't have to think about it which is good it's good to for five minutes not think uh, because you know if you have heads like ours who kind of I, I think you have a bit like that I overanalyze everything and I just oh, I mm-hmm. look at so it's it's good to not to not to just be so I don't find it very hard to be and that's that's I think the trick you know people are successful at not being overstressed and and can manage life really well are are good at living in the moment and not you know not looking forward not looking backwards but just dealing with what they've got right in front of them um and I, I think exercise is kind of a parable for that it's it forces you to do that so that's that's why it's very very important and it's the heightenedness of this actually my my point one b is um <laughs> <laughs> such a feature writer <laughs> and I, I analyze it in the right order um it is oh isn't running with prince i say i have to bring him in because but this is a really feel good thing because because of those heightened senses right when i run with any of my three thousand live prince tracks in my in my ear i am there right because because you feel things so much more intensely I am back at, you know, Backley's or the Camden Palace or I'm at Wembley or I'm at the Paradiso in Amsterdam or Zenith in Paris, whatever. I I am there because I'm listening to it and I'm running and it's, you know, so it's that's how I still go to Prince concerts five years after he died. it's really it really helps and it makes me so happy you know sometimes I, I catch the right track um at the right moments that it's a real you know it just it just really makes me happy so again that's that's another another benefit of exercise and music an addendum to, to feel good habit one in fact and listeners every I would say every three weeks Inga receives a text from me usually around 10 o'clock in the evening 
you're watching Sign of the Times. Where I say I'm watching Sign of the Times again because I just first time I watched it I thought yeah that's good second time I was like oh my god this is amazing now I probably watch it I kid you not it's on Apple TV and I think it cost $1.99 when I bought it because it was on special offer or something I have it on my computer as I'm working I would say I watch it through three <laughs> three times maybe I probably have it on four days a week and I probably go through it about three or four times each time I'm obsessed with it and it makes me think about what it must have and it makes me very sad because I think I will never know what it feels like to be in that energy because Mm. that energy that yeah Mm. is incredible yeah Yeah. (laughs) oh well you need some alternative versions of that same concert anyway well I just come and hang out with you in the ditch and you can try and tell me what it was like (laughs) the other thing that you touched on that I do want to quickly mention because you talked about you've never had a a bad relationship with your body image Mm. talking about we were talking about Sheila E and Kat (laughs) this is relevant this is relevant because we were talking about the fact that on that particular video Kat uh, Sheila E sorry is wearing a one-legged white sequin or sparkly at the very least catsuit one arm one leg yeah one arm one leg and it was there's a, there's a lot going on but also not very much going on at all and her body is insane and Kat's body was insane and you said something really interesting to me over text because I said I cannot get over their bodies mm-hmm. and you said yes I always knew that you always knew they had amazing bodies but I never felt bad about myself because of it you just sort of accepted that was how they look and this is how I look which I I thought was really interesting. It's like bodies, great bodies as inspiration rather than something to feel jealous or hard done by about because we are all born different. Mm. Um, The great thing about exercise is that you can build your body to the best it can be. Um, And my body image, I've got, okay, I've got, okay, body image. I've got the worst legs in the world. And people tell me I can't say that because that's bad, you know, that's negative. But I've got the worst legs in the world. I've got bad legs. I do nothing I can do about it. They are as good as they can be because I work out and I'm very healthy and I'm very fit. So that's as good as they're ever going to be. But seeing, um, yeah it's just like wow you know she was born well and she's done everything she could to make that the best version of 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 what she can be and I found that very inspiring you know sometimes a bit like why can't I have those damn legs but you can't you know you are born with a certain shape you're born I'm sure with a certain kind of um uh, ideal weight which is different for all of us we're not all supposed to be size 10 at all but you need to kind of find your sweet spot right and then sculpt that you don't need to sculpt it but work from there to make that as strong as it and as healthy as it as it can be and I've I've kind of been yeah I think that's that's that was from a young age maybe that's what my parents sub, sub, they never taught me anything about that but it's just like just respect your body and make the best of it right that's the best you can do. But that doesn't mean that I sit here and go, look, I look how perfect I look because I go, look at my ankles, they're vile. Um, but, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. I've got bad circulation, okay? So, fine. <laughs> Have you tried a dry body brush? I'm just <laughs> Actually, dry body brush is quite good. I but like it very much. I say, like, you know, it's good, it's good for my circulation. It's healthy. Haven't you been using a body balancer? Uh, yeah. Oh. Are they good? Would you just would you mind describing to listeners what it is? Body balancer is a massive sack um, that <laughs> <laughs> no balls. 
<laughs> no balls. Uh, no, not that. But but it's a um, well, it's 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 a body bag. It literally is a body bag. But it's <laughs> it's got. Um, it inflates but it inflates from the ankles up and then goes in waves so the inflation the inflation goes in waves up your body and it massages your lymph and if you've got bad circulation your lymph isn't working and you've got all this kind of toxic water hanging around your body that, that's not drained and you get quite puffy um and so for puffy people it's quite good and then they say it helps for cellulite because you know bad circulation is part of cellulite uh, da, 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 da. for that you'd have to do it every day i think uh, to really see a massive effect but the feeling of it is just so lovely it's really it's hypnotizing it's that wave feeling and it just squeezes you gently all the way up and then it drains and then it starts squeezing you again from the ankles upwards it's delicious but but i think it's a few i think it's five thousand pounds to buy it but i would be in it every day and every night i think mm-hmm. uh, i yeah. went in one harvey nichols offer it at their spa and i went in one and you're absolutely right it's a little bit like that sensation you used to get as a kid when you'd go on the swings in the afternoon after school <laughs> And then when you go to sleep at night, your body would remember that swinging sensation. Yep. It, there is something incredibly comforting and nurturing about about the sensation. Yeah, isn't that the, t- you know, how uh, the, the, there's all this stuff about weighted blankets and how you lie under them and it's like being hugged. Mm. So I get it. There's a there's a hug. There's a there's a brain body mental body effect that goes to your brain, and it feels it feels comforting. That kind of that kind of hugging. Yeah, it's lovely. It's lovely. That could be if I had the money. That would be my feel good tip. <laughs> what, what have we got instead, though? What's number two? Uh, number two is gut health, which is another which is another thing I don't really think about. But then it's true, right? So we now know a bit more about microbiomes and probiotics and whatever and if your gut if you've got you know good bacteria in your gut and you've got a balanced kind of microbiome in your body um then you feel better but but the thing is it doesn't just it's not just if you've got good gut you don't get bloated you know you have more energy uh, you see it in your skin it affects your skin um but it affects your mind as well right so they they see more and more that having a bad microbiome so bad balance of bacteria in the gut is linked to lots of uh, inflammatory diseases but also things like autism um there's there's a really strong mind connection they haven't quite worked out how how it works but Having good gut health, having a good microbiome is good for the body and the mind. Um, And, uh, you know, luckily I grew up with, you know, eating just good, healthy, fresh food. And now I have a husband who's an amateur chef. Um, He's not amateur, but he just loves cooking and he loves eating. so he's always he's always cooking and so we eat and I've, I've naturally always eaten I've, I've had the same breakfast for 30 you know since I came here for about 25 years I've eaten um Greek yogurt but the real stuff not the fat-free crap it has to be it has to be the you know anything drained from you know you have to eat the real stuff right you have to just eat real food mm. so Greek yogurt you don't need that much because it's really heavy but I eat Greek yogurt with raw rolled oats and berries and I don't know how I I decided I was gonna eat that but I really like it that I, I eat it every day and but all those foods are pro or prebiotic so they're just good for your gut um, and I mainline kefir demonstrates. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> from the back. 
love kefir. That's probiotic. Uh, we eat a lot of sauerkraut. You know, all those foods are just naturally in our in our diets, and it just means. So I'm 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 got bloated ankles because I have no circulation, but I never have a bloated. I never feel bloated. Uh, yeah, I never, I never feel like a, you know, that 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 heavy. Oh God, I feel all sick with what I've just eaten, and I'm just kind of bloating. I don't have that because, and I'm assuming it's because I've got a good microbiome. I also have good bowel health, TMI. Uh, but I think it's important. You always hear that it's important, right? Doctors always immediately ask about these things. Um, so. Yeah, I, th- I I think naturally we eat that way, so it helps. But I think it's important to keep your, you know, keep an eye on it, and maybe you know if you don't feel so well, then a probiotic might help. I I think that probiotics I think are among the few um, supplements that I would believe in because they are so important. Uh, but but yeah, I think it's good for the mind and for the body to have to have good gut health if you can if you can manage it and it's not that difficult. You know, I was having a conversation yesterday with When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Friend about, one of her friends has got really irritable gut, not necessarily IBS, but well, yes, actually IBS, an umbrella term for having issues and wants to spend some money in investigating it. And I used to get really bad IBS and it complete, it practically disappeared overnight when I changed how I ate. Really? And what did you, what did you change? What were the big changes? The main change was that I was eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't that my digestive system was under constant attack from what was going into my mouth. So, and I've spoken to doctors since who've said, you know, the digestive system is not intended to be constantly stimulated. It, its idea is it, it, it's designed to um, digest meals, a small meal, yeah. a medium meal, and a large meal yeah. over the course of 24 hours, whatever uh, particular uh, opinion you have on that but so when you're constantly snacking or when you're having a little bit of this having a little bit of that it's just it's constantly running and it, it won't run optimally and so for me all of the digestive issues just went evaporated the second I just stopped eating well, between meals sense, right yeah because it's a lot of work digesting and it doesn't need to be yeah did I hear that one? Because that sounds very familiar. Um, yeah, that makes total sense. But you do intermittent fasting, don't you? So that could that could be another way of, of controlling it. But then you still have to eat the right things. But but I, I'm not one. I never want to restrict anything that I eat, uh, and I don't want to. You know, I don't want to ever do a diet, and I don't. You know, I, I don't want to plan. But I, I just think just eat fresh. You know, don't eat shit. <laughs> 
anything that's made of sugar, E-numbers and trans fats, why would you eat it? And also, this is another thing goes back to exercise as well. Once you exercise makes you listen to your body more. So you, you, you realize when you do something that your body doesn't like. So every time I eat something that really is full of rubbish, you know, which happens, uh, uh, you know, sometimes I fancy that you can tell what it does to your body <laughs> very yeah. quick. You got, well, I'm not going to eat that anymore, you know, but we need to listen a bit harder. I think we're all very capable of just eating well mm. and eating right things without dieting, but we've kind of unlearned listening to the signs and think, Oh, this is okay. When, when it's not there, there's nothing in, you know, I see so many people eat food with nothing in it. It's completely empty food. Um, and it gives you a sugar rush and, and some energy for five minutes, but then it makes you feel rubbish, you know? And if you kind of feel like that all the time, you don't really, you don't realize you feel like that because of, of what you're eating. So, so without overcomplicating it, just try to eat fresh. <laughs> mm, yeah. It's, it's a good point. Well made. Okay. Where are we going for number three? Um, a pet, a cat, <laughs> something else you already know. It's grumpy but cat in the room. <laughs> Not in the room, but he was in the room overnight and my husband isn't happy because he wakes up at five and wants out and starts making laps around the bed before he starts mewing. So that he wasn't making himself very popular last night. Uh, but Grumpy Cat is my my borrowed cat. He's well, he's adopted us and half the, the neighborhood. So he just appears at the window and wants food and a nap. Um and I've always, I always want pets, but I'm too scared because I get really attached to them and then I'm terrified something will happen to them. So now my problem is that I don't have grumpy cat, but I'm terrified something will happen to him. <sighs> so I don't know about the the balance of stress and unstress that he brings me, but I just love, he sits here with his little face and I just love cuddling him. And it, it just, again, you can feel yourself draining of, um, you know, of course. So it's, he's very relaxed just watching him and his many ways of sleeping. <laughs> All he does, he's such a paragon of relaxation, uh, which I love. And then I learned the other day from, from Marie from Galinet, who always gives me lots of interesting tidbits she is a microbiome specialist and she says oh it's good you have a cat because cats are good for your microbiome and I'm like oh are they now i didn't realize that so cats are probiotic um as are <laughs> all animals it's because she also said you know lockdown has been really bad for our microbiome because we're not get, getting in touch with people and we need a variety of bacteria we create that by being in touch with other beings um and being in nature so digging in the dirt dirt is really good uh, gardening is really good um just just nature it, you're touching nature and 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 getting nature's bacteria is really good uh you know being in touch with other people is really good and pets are, are really good because they we we exchange you know microbiomes all the time so um yeah grumpy has even even more of a use than I well <laughs> it's funny you say that because shortly before lockdown I uh had Dr Andrew Weil on the podcast yes yes and I didn't talk to him about this on tape I actually mentioned it to him or maybe I did I, I feel like I didn't have time I was trying you know what it's like with someone like him who are trying to cram all the good stuff in and I thought I can't mention the thing about dog saliva during a podcast but essentially it's very similar and I can't recall the precise data but it's essentially how uh, dog saliva is a is, could be used as a weight loss tool so there was a joke that I'd read that he he had been on someone else's podcast and they were saying could you imagine if you made some kind of diet 
like mouthwash or something from dog saliva because if it's because if it's proven like would you give it a go <laughs> oh yeah and and people would yeah so it's, it's interesting that i mean it makes sense that grumpy cat is also a weight loss tactic yeah I'm, I'm, which gets good for me it is a sweetheart i just need to look after him because we've got a bunch of rat bags in the street that actually tried to trap him the other day and i think they were going to hurt him so it's it's uh yeah we've got a i've got a whatsapp group of grumpy cats um <laughs> people uh so we're now patrolling the streets <laughs> it's, it's, you know. so he brings with him quite a lot of stress but he doesn't know it he just wanders right through it and has a nap uh but so yeah he needs to be protected who were the he, what were the, the guys on the uh, new york underground system back in the 80s is it the guardian oh, angels yeah, the guardian angels yeah, yeah 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 i'm gonna get a red beret yeah uh, and take my husband's golf club and walk up and down the street honestly <laughs> they get anywhere near me i know who they are so it's not yeah it's not nice but anyway but grumpy yeah no it's pets are really good so maybe one day i'll have my own but right mm. now i have okay <laughs> okay so from grumpy cat where were we moving next we're moving home so go home is a is a, a feel good <laughs> strategy me um I, I always i've lived there since i was four so and my mom is still there so so it's still my nice it's home? Still home home is in holland in in a village uh near near the city of arnhem arnhem big battle there in the war so men usually know it uh but it's a village uh on the edge of a forest and it's just very suburban lovely lovely place um but my whole I've, I've always gone home. You know, I lived, I've lived here for 25 years. I lived in Amsterdam for seven years. I lived in France for a year, but I've never, you know, and this is home now, but home, home is home. Right. So I've, I've kind of never left. <laughs> I've never left home and I still, I go, you know, can't now, which is frustrating, but go home every kind of two or three months. Um, and it's just my sanctuary. It's kind of my emotional sanctuary. I I was, you know, was it my, my best days were when I was a teenager. Incongruously, I, I was a really happy teenager. Um, and I weirdly knew when I was 17, because I remember thinking it, that those were the best days of my life. I remember thinking, would I want to do this again? Yes, I want to stay here forever if I could. Um, and I was very aware of when I grew up, I was going to have responsibilities and, and, and anxieties and whatever. And I was very aware that as a teenager, I had nothing to worry about. You know, food was on the table. All I worried about was my friends, you know, doing well enough at school, um, you know, but that was it was easy because weirdly we were part of a my whole year was a bunch of not swats but everybody was kind of everybody kind of worked and played you know really weirdly so so that was fine and then you know yeah free holidays <laughs> <laughs> i mean how easy was life and i you know I, well, I have wonderful friends so so my best friends are still the the four people I, I knew when I was four so so they're still connected with that all their parents are still there so it's still going home to when I was at my most at peace so it's a very peaceful place for me um you know and and it just it buoys me up I just I love being home and then I love being here as well but I have a an anchor there which I'm quite grateful for you know it's it's kind of sits there representing my solid my my security right because security is really you know that's kind of a, a main um need yeah <laughs> I feel quite safe so that's the safest place for me yeah 
I find that really interesting because I grew up in a village too, not far from London, like an hour on the train. Mm -hmm. And so when you were telling me the print story, one of the things I thought was, gosh, back in those days, for me, those parts of Europe seemed not not as um, not as modern as London, for example. Yeah, like the idea, like it's very easy for me to get from my little village to London. But the idea of traveling around where you were, it just seemed like, oh god, that must have been even harder. And so when you were talking about following Prince around, I was like, oh, good honor. She was on her own without like without a train timetable app on her phone. But I definitely had the opposite. So I didn't have great teens at all. I was absolutely mm -hmm. miserable and was just waiting for them to be over. Yeah. And I grew up in a very small village that I knew I wanted to get away from. So funnily, when I go back, I get a very, I get a, a sense of being very claustrophobic very quickly. Yeah, yeah, that is so interesting because I've, I've thought about that many times when in, in these days when we talk about growing up uh, and not having a, a variety of people to look at. So there were no black people in our village. Actually, there, there was one. There was one in school. Uh, there was one in school. Uh, and actually, he remembers me, but I don't remember him. Um, and interestingly if I, if I look at it and, and you know I have, I have some very good friends and my best friend FJ he was the only one who we knew was gay because there was no denying it uh, but the rest you know we knew very few gay people as well or as far as I or who were out who would who would talk about it but I, I grew up with absolutely no limitations of, of the work the world kind of came to us we knew what the world looked like and I, I had no um preconceptions of anything I wasn't you know I think we grew up very worldly weirdly in that village even though the world wasn't there mm. because I was surprised when I went to Amsterdam I was like oh yeah here's that world that I know of um, and it was nice to be out there and to discover it all but it was also nice to just always have my my wonderful you know history that I could go back to um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. You don't it, it you don't a small town doesn't have to be a really inward looking um, tiny place that you want to break out of. So I don't really know whether that's in the individual's head or whether that's the the dynamics of the town that you're in. I have no idea. But I I feel like I grew up in a not in a big city. I grew up in a small town, but with the pretensions and the the mindset of a big city. We were just quite outward looking um and i don't know why am i have i have no idea why but but i never felt you know it was out there it was, it was for the taking but but you know while i was too young to go out there i was just going to be in my town until such time as i could go into the world that i already yeah. knew <laughs> yeah it's interesting i definitely had the experience of thinking nothing will happen here so i have to get out of it yeah Whereas yeah it uh, yeah, like didn't have yeah. no I I knew if I wanted to get out in the world and achieve something, I couldn't do it in Velp. No, no. But but I could go. Maybe if one day I grew up, I could go and live again in Velp and take it as my place of of you know, as my as my what do you call it? Um, my anchoring and and live out of there. But I had to go. I had to go out to actually experience that world that I had seen. Um, and it just didn't feel like a trap. It felt like a like like a safe place to start the world from or something. Hmm. Never thought about this. Hard to, hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't have done anything from there. No, 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 no. I had to go to uh, to a place like this. <laughs> Is home home always a physical place, a geographical place, or do you think home home can be 
a spiritual yeah. place. It can be anywhere, but I'm very glad it's it's a house. You know, I, I like seeing it in solid in solid form. I, I like having you know, and one day that won't be there, and that is my greatest. Oh, don't I can't even talk about that because you know it kind of it represents everything, and it's nice to have a physical um, uh, yeah, manifestation of of that kind of security. So mm. that's maybe I like to go back to it and, and touch it. <laughs> okay let's finish off then what is feel good habit number five yeah not very original but it's read a book um because uh i didn't re- i was a very avid reader as a child and then from the age kind of from a student days onwards i think apart from the books i had to read i i stopped reading books and it didn't and i don't know why i read magazines whatever um but I wasn't reading books and it wasn't until I stopped sleeping and that was over 10 years ago I was trying anything and everything to get to sleep so I thought well, I'll read a book in the night then um, and I started reading Harry Potter <laughs> don't reach too high I thought I need something to kind of I yeah, love I know. Harry Potter I- God, they were good. I need to go and do it again. It was it was just amazing. You know, I, I saw the movies, was never that impressed, but the books are just so good. I mean, the 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 intricacy of that fantasy world. I don't know where it's coming from, but mm. geez, Christ, so good. And it was such a ride. And it took me out of my head. And that's it. It took me out of my head. Um, and it kind of helped me sleep a little bit. But I haven't let it go. And now every night I fall, you know, I can't I can't go to sleep without I just fall asleep reading. It's very myopic. I literally have to, my book has to be against my nose for me to see the letters. Nobody believes me, but that's the truth. So I literally, once I fall asleep, that book ends up on my face. And that's usually how how my husband finds me. Um, But it's, again, it's getting out of your head and it's just being in an entirely different world. Um, You know, that's, that's a way to calm your mind. I think it's really important. Also, you see other worlds, you see other people's problems, (laughs) you see how other people live, you know, it just expands your mind, doesn't it? And I think that's a really, again, that's a really kind of empowering, uh, joyful thing to do. So uh, yeah, it's books. I mean, i unlike you you read a lot of really helpful books and I always feel guilty that I don't read more books to kind of improve myself but if I did that before I went to sleep I wouldn't be sleeping because that would be more like hard work so I I like novels I, I'm very stuck in the middle age, middle ages now in historical novels constantly and I seem to be you know reading about the same things by different writers all the time so I I get I I get a bit stuck you know I get really excited about something and I'll be doing the same thing for 10 years so you know I'm still I'm still in Tudor times I have been for many years Uh, but every now and then I pick up another book and it's oh this is amazing as well so it's yeah it's just book reading is book reading it's a good thing it's not original but it helps it's such, it's such a pleasure, isn't it? And I remember when I uh, was recovering from my uh, reduction surgery and I was propped up for three days, sort of only really shuffling about, I read my friend Lindsay's books and it was so joyful because actually, I mean, the recovery was fine, but I was more, it was more the fact that I had to sort of be quite still for a little while and to just be a passenger in someone else's story. It was just so lovely. 
It is amazing, but you are, you can go anywhere. And I keep trying to tell my parents, and my poor dad, I kept trying to tell him, oh, can you read a book? Because at least you can, because he couldn't, you know, he was stuck in a chair, whatever. You can go anywhere, dad, if you if you read a book, but obviously he had Parkinson's, so it's really hard to read at a, at a certain point. I still feel bad because I would beat him up about not reading books when he actually couldn't, um, which is awful. I wasn't really beating him up, but I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have pressed him so hard. But know would have no well I could have realized and now I'm trying to tell my mom but my mom's very she can never rest her mind she's worse than I am so and she has enough she has enough to do but I'm just like oh just please guys just read a book because you can you can you're not stuck you know you can go anywhere if you if you if you float away in this different world and and I do like that idea and I hope in the future if I'm if I'm ever going to get stuck physically that I will remember that because it's it's quite life-giving I think to be able to do that <laughs> that's lovely you know who you would get on really well with uh no <laughs> Will Smith <laughs> why do you say that is he a book reader Will, Will Smith, Smith this amazing I think it might have been at the kids choice awards or some award ceremony where he got up and uh, he and he said two things running yeah. and reading running there is always a voice in your head that's telling you to quit and you can always go further than that voice tells you that you can which I think is absolutely 100% true and he says reading there is nothing that you are going to experience that somebody hasn't experienced before you and written down their experience of it and what they learned from it read that's it I wish I would have just said that It's absolutely right. Yeah, that's true. It's it's again, it's perspective, isn't it? That's the same thing you you know, I get from the forest and whatever. You suddenly realize, oh, I'm just this, so it's fine, you know. Mm. You know, it's just us and everybody else, because you can get so caught up in your own head and your own problems and you need to remind yourself that, you know, it's you and 20 million other people and you can share that so that's really good so yeah no well done Will <laughs> and you remember it word for word which is amazing well, I, I would have remembered he said something really wise and then I would have forgotten it <laughs> um, I do have quite yeah I do have do have quite good recall but I think I probably watched that clip on YouTube about 100 times <laughs> So that's why these have been utterly wonderful and they have been so personal and unique to you as well. And they are just lovely. And I love the fact that you talk, your first one is exercise because I do distinctly remember being a very nervous new beauty editor on the scene and you and I having our bonding moment, both in silence, both listening to music, but both exercising next to each other in that little basement gym on that press trip. And probably I was thinking, I wonder if she thinks that I'm fat or I wonder if she thinks that I'm running too slowly. And I was probably doing all of that in my head. But I do remember sort of having that bonding moment of we both like to exercise, but we're not chatting. No. And, and, and again, yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember it well. And that's that's the thing. Again, it's it's, it's a nice I don't I'm, I'm an individual runner, but it's actually really nice that the only person I run with is, is one of my best friends who lives in Montana now, but she's she's a very avid runner and actually enjoy. Well, we hardly talk, but it's almost like you talk. I don't know. You almost talk mentally. You're kind of sharing the air. Yes, telepathically. <laughs> that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I remember that. Emma. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Right now. It would be wrong of me to, well, first of all, thank you, but it'd be wrong of me not to mention your incredible book, which you have been on the show and talked about, but I will put the link to, is it Great Skin? Now I'm getting confused with all. 
no, that really is what with all those books that are all. And I think we've all we all had the same issue trying to think of a of a title that was just two words and wasn't really unoriginal. <laughs> and actually, called, actually, I wanted to call it skincare, but damn it, Caroline Mantel was ahead of me, <laughs> as I call her, Caroline Hirons, which is going to get she, she's nominated for not the Booker Prize, but something. <laughs> no, uh, oh yes, she is nominated. Um, why do you call her Mantel? Because of Hilary Mantel, who oh. won Block Prizes. So- <laughs> I think I think she's yeah. going to walk it. And I just get every time I message her and I uh, I'm ripping the mick out of her, I'll be like, "Have you broken Amazon today? <laughs> yes. Broken any websites? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I haven't quite reached those heights. But yes, the book is out there and it seems to be doing well. And I still use it as my own reference. So that's quite helpful. Oh, that's uh, good. That's, that's a nice space. Like you've saved some office space. Get rid of everything else, just the book. <laughs> Thank you very much. Just quoting Ingeborg van Lottringen here. Yes. <laughs> and I will put the links to your social media. And actually, listeners, if you aren't following Inga, please do go and follow her because actually, one of the things that she does very generally generously is she does stories where she talks through new product launches and the benefits and she is has a very wonderful accessible way of explaining new product launches that might seem like they might be complicated so we're talking about proper formulations and active ingredients and things like that but you break it down in a way that is just so accessible so I will put the links to that in the show notes obviously but thanks for coming back thank you nice to see you yeah, nice to yeah. see you too. You, you'll probably get a text in four hours where I'm like, I'm watching Sign of the Times again. Sign of the Times, yeah. Yeah, look forward to that. Yeah. Okay. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.